Sup, Cuzzies? This is Coaster Bro from the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. Before we get started on this week's episode, I do want to make a little announcement. I am currently looking to grow Coaster Cuzzies, which means I'm looking for help with this project. Ideally, looking for somebody who can help with co-host, producing, um, putting together the podcast, as well as help with content creation. Could be looking for one person, but could be looking for multiple people. Like, what's the coaster cuzzies without having a group of cuzzies, you know what I mean? So I guess you could say we're hiring, but we don't make any money from this, so it's not like a paid thing. It's like a, hey, you want to join a fun project kind of thing. Bonus points go to those in the community that might have a different way of looking at things or unique perspective on coaster enthusiasm. If you're interested, shoot me a DM, let me know. There's also an application at solo.to slash coastercuzzies. You can fill that out on like a Word document and email it over to coastercuzzies at gmail.com. Looking forward to adding to the team. If you know somebody who might be interested, let me know. Welcome back, Cuzzies, to another episode of the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. If this is your first time tuning in to the Coaster Cuzzies, this podcast is where two friends talk about roller coasters, theme parks, and shenanigans. Your hosts for the show today are Coaster Bro and Chef Jeff. In today's episode, the Cuzzies continue the road trip south of the nation's capital into Richmond, Virginia in search of credits, grub, and glory. So stay tuned and listen to the cousins in your ear. I wish it was credits, grubs, and glory holes, Jeff. I wish. Guess it's uh, back to Toronto. Back to Toronto we go. <laughs> Mitch? <laughs> Mitch? See you soon. <laughs> to the glory hole, sir. <laughs> That's a hell of a way to start the show. Right. Hey, where were we last episode? I can't even remember. Oh, hey, we should probably say the show is, uh, uh, you know, not PG. This is not a PG a, show. We will talk about dust. slutty donuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what we were talking about? Yeah, we were talking about the donut shop. Oh, my bad. That's on you. It's all right. I was just ready to go hit up a truck stop. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. <clears throat> hey, we got no Hooters joke this episode. I'm a little confused. Um. Yeah. By that completely but uh no, no, nobody's abandoned currently nobody's abandoned uh we, that's great we got um hey we're on the road trip that's pretty cool yeah you, you been up to anything before we go on the road trip have we uh have we recorded since you and i went to adventureland yes i did like a coffee with coaster bro and kind of talked about it and um talked about you, I mean, you got I... your 150th on it uh, so that I still need to uh, check in on my count because I don't remember what it was we were trying to figure out did or didn't count, but it either did or didn't make Monster my hundred and fiftieth. I hope it did make it. Yeah, because... I'll check in on that later today because that's hilarious. Yeah, because it was kind of a uh, anticlimactic making it Phoenix. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, it, it is what it is. Uh, and that was the spinning coaster, right? Yeah. I'm trying to remember my brain's failing me today. Uh, yeah. And that, that one, cause I hurt my knee recently was agonizing enough. Cause like my, I was, it was like pinched all the way into there. I, I don't fit in those well anymore. I probably, I don't, I don't know what the deal is. I, I don't, are the trains or I guess the cars on spinning dragons more spacious or, but they about the same. 
because I don't remember them being that compacted. They're more spacious. Like you don't have your knees hitting up against like a vehicle, which okay. is probably what you're doing, right? Like because you're facing outward on Phoenix. Yeah. So that would make yeah, sense. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Now that I think about that, that's right. Anyway, yeah, I mean, it was a it was a good trip. That was your uh, first trip to Adventureland. What were your like initial? I mean, your initial reaction, first reactions to it, I guess. Your, yeah, your reactions. So, did you like it? <laughs> yeah, I overall I had a good day. Um, the park, I you know I I know what I know about it already because of your guys's visits. I know, I knew already going in uh, that it was more than you'd expect from an amusement park in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, if you think about it, it's not really something anybody ever talks about until mm-hmm. Adventureland. Uh, and, you know, being there firsthand, it was hilarious. Uh, it, it didn't occur to me that uh, the the Main Street area or kind of the front of the park was the, the Disney copycat stuff. <laughs> and it, then it hit me like, oh, yeah. And uh, Cassie, it was, she's like, oh my God, it totally is. Because <laughs> uh, we, we had been twice in the last few years and we're going again this November. And it was, it was just funny to see. And then, you know, there's, there's more to the park than you'd kind of expect. And even still, like, as we got further back into the park, it just kind of kept going. Like that area that, um, what was that, the outlaw was in? Yeah. Uh, it, like, it, you didn't even know it was back there until you, like, walked through that game pavilion because it's so well concealed by trees and stuff oh yeah and like you, you just so kind of that, assume it's all uh in that main part like, and then there's like a little right. jet off right like i thought every i could see everything that was there and then you were like let's go right out and i'm looking around like where is it uh <laughs> and we got back there and it's just it felt like this park just had more and more hidden away for you to enjoy yeah. um now on the on the coaster front Monster was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I how many times in a row did we we rode like four or five times? I think. I think out I, of the gate. I tapped out at about four. I don't know if you got any extra rides in or not. I don't know. I I always rode with one of you guys, and never rode by myself. So it was. Um, so you and was, I probably had the most rides in on it. Yeah, everybody else kind of threw. I I definitely can see why everybody else was. Uh, throw in there, throw in the <laughs> towel there because it's it's pretty intense. Yeah. Um. You know, and I've been getting them. Uh, I've been feeling age creeping in, and uh, not quite as tolerant to some forces as I used to be. Right. Uh. But that was great. Uh. Phoenix was a spinning roller coaster. Uh. Nothing. I mean, it wasn't bad. It just I'll probably forget about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the oh my gosh, uh, what was that one? The indoor one, um, underground, underground, the underground. Thank you. That <laughs> was probably the most excellent waiting area I've ever been in. Uh, <laughs> not to spoil it for anybody, but uh, I'll just say typewriter and <laughs> typewriter animatronic. <laughs> leave leave it at that. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> That was the most terrifying <laughs> mannequin of my life. Um, <laughs> you couldn't even hear what he was saying. Yeah. Right. Is that annoying? Uh, fans of uh, man, 
I am failing with smoke. My brain is not with it. Uh, the one in Silver Dollar City. Uh, fire, fire in the hole. hole. Yeah, fire in the hole. Fire in the hole fans will not be uh, disappointed, so to speak. It's pretty much uh, a near like that, I would say. Yeah. At least in terms of feel. I don't know that the track layout's the same, but. Um, and then and then we get to the rest. Yeah. Both of their wooden coasters need some love to say the least yeah um those are if you've never been to the park i would say those are one and done credits just to say you've gotten them because mm -hmm. if you have any sort of remote physical ailment uh honestly i would probably say avoid either yeah. um it uh th they're rough uh you know that one of them's older um what was the trivia with Outlaw? It's the last... Uh... It was kind of like the first GCI oh, that's proto right. prototype. Yeah. And, and it, it, like it reminded me a lot of uh, Thunderhead, yeah. where it looks great from the midway, and then you get on it, and you regret everything you've ever done in your life. <laughs> Thunderhead um, is that bad. Yeah, it was bad. I, I wanted it to be so much better, and it just wasn't. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if they've tidied it up since, but uh, based on our last visit, not great. No. Um, and then I'm saving the worst for last. I know uh, you are. <laughs> the Dragon Slayer. I so already bad. knew I hated this thing before I got on it, and I hated it so much more after I wrote it. <laughs> I remember I rode right before you guys, and when I got back, I was like, oh, my God, that's that was a terrible, terrible experience. Like, I yeah. wanted to tell you guys to bail, but I was like, oh, you waited this long. Yeah, no, and Cassie kind of had her had her mindset on doing it yeah. and absolutely regretted it and suffered for several days after. She's got some some physical stuff going on, but I, I had never ridden one, uh -huh. so I couldn't vehemently say, hey, this is really not a good idea for somebody in your shoes mm -hmm. uh, otherwise i would have because she like full-on went to the hospital oh my god stuff. It, it, yeah i didn't know that uh yeah uh just to just to kind of get a check on her um you know like vertigo like symptoms and stuff she's yeah. just having a lot of problems that weren't going away so um i'd say if you're getting ready to ride one of those just be prepared to be uh jostled real fucking hard um is the nicest way i can put it like i will never ride one again i know i skipped one at magic mountain with you guys and matt losing his glasses should have been enough for me to say yeah no i'm i'm really not doing this sorry Cass, go for it but uh no i had to i had to go and be supportive what if i were okay. to tell you that that one at magic mountain was actually worse <laughs> i believe it i i would I would be glad to assume all of them are worse hmm. than any other. They're just all horrible. Yeah. I, I, I don't would know say why. So. Yeah. Are those, those aren't the, uh, there was a model called the screaming squirrel or something. Wasn't there. I don't know if that's it or if it's. Those are way different. Similar. Yeah, they don't okay. flip. You just like are literally just riding upside down through those. Don't like that. No, but <clears throat> honestly it might be better than uh, <laughs> flipping. <laughs> yeah no and it just a it wasn't even like remotely fun like as soon as it started doing its 
rotations uh, just like instantly i've never it's been a long time since i got on a coaster and was instantly like okay i want to get off like this sucks <laughs> this is terrible i'm really glad that it was so short because it was absolutely god awful and a terrible investment for the park thankfully they're getting something different next year and hopefully that will overshadow that big ass mistake and both the rides should be way less nauseating <laughs> hopefully yeah excellent so well, uh... yeah overall overall good visit um shout out to in the loop for having us mm-hmm. uh we had an excellent uh catering event to kind of wind down the day there towards the end uh got to meet some uh all right, dude i felt so bad when i was meeting some of those guys and one of them was goliath and <laughs> didn't even recognize <laughs> i was like oh oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so my bad goliath uh <laughs> mad love for you guys uh you're great and yeah thanks again for in the loop for having us it was a great day all around i was happy to be a part of it yeah it was i may um i may be trying to sneak in one more trip up there um for their halloween event i'm thinking about it you've not done their halloween event yet right well nobody has it's uh it's their first year i think we had that conversation and i already forgot (laughs) my brain is betraying me we gotta write everything down now apparently yeah so I got to sneak in a world of fun haunt visit and um, maybe Adventureland. We'll see. I've got, I just booked a, a trip to Silver Dollar City though. So I'm going to go yeah. for their pumpkin. What is it called? I don't remember. Whatever their like fall family friendly event is. Going I don't there. ever remember. I don't think the, I think the only seasonal thing I went to there was the Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, And even then like, as I've gotten older, I hate crowds more and more. <laughs> yes. So I'm just, their Christmas stuff is great. They do a fantastic job doing up the park, but there are so many people. And it's, if you've never been to Silver Dollar City, it's a very, 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 very family oriented park. There are so many shows and stuff for mm-hmm. everybody to participate in live music and, and all that. So like while the, ride lines sometimes may not be as long as you'd think just getting around the park is itself a chore yeah usually the midways are whatever almost always feel crowded yeah i would also recommend like practicing on a steep hill too because there's going to be that one hill if you've never been there that is just the the worst Mm -hmm. that's true all right well Uh, what do you say we get into this um whatchamacallit this road trip yeah, I like, I'm good for it. All right. Back on the road. Get back on the road here. I think we're coming from D.C. area. So on the way, we do have to highlight one thing. Um, mm-hmm. Funland of Fredericksburg. When you're on your drive from, from D.C. down to King's Dominion, you got to stop in to get one credit, which is the Twist and Shout SBF Visa Spinning Coaster. Um Kind of a fun fact, we mentioned In the Loop earlier. Uh, the guy that kind of founded In the Loop actually is like the general manager of this FEC, which is funny to me. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Somebody somebody from the podcast game actually uh, stepped up and is running a place, which is kind of funny. But um, <laughs> it's a cool little area. I mean, it's really, you could go in, you could go in and ride the coaster and leave. Um, but they do have go-karts. They've got like a sky trail. 
with like one of those zip line coaster things if you want to count zip line coasters uh i would not but you do you boo um and they also have some flat rides they've got like the flip side which is a 360 pendulum ride they have a scrambler they've got go-karts they've got clip and climbs it's it's like a, a general fec with arcades so if you're trying to make a you know a couple hours out of it you could if you're trying to make um 20 minutes out of it you could yeah but i'm i'm looking at uh that zip line i would agree it's not a not a credit yeah some folks do like it, it's interesting because when you talk about the credit game i i don't consider zip line zip lines credits but as somebody that like manages zip line place the state certification in missouri is done by amusement industry like the same so like amusement parks and elevators are all accredited in the state of missouri so like the same people that say the mamba is good to go would be the same people that say this zip line's good to go and when you think about it it's controlled by gravity on wheels so it's like when people count the zip line coasters in my head, I'm like, well, if you count that, why aren't you counting every individual zip line you go down? It's just a slippery slope. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I'm trying to think of like the closest comparable like argument for that. And I, I, you know, I think the closest thing I can put in my head would be like an Alpine coaster. But that's still generally a full circuit car on a track. Yeah. Um, You're not just hanging there off of a harness. Right. I I don't know. I for me it's not I'm sticking to it. I, yeah, I you know agree. I there needs there needs to be a universally accepted criteria so that maybe all of us could be on the same page. But I, you and I at least are kind of in agreement that it's not. Well, there there is a universally accepted thing, and it's just called R, um, RCDB. RCDB has it. I count it as a credit. And to me, yeah. I don't like that because it's just one dude determining what is and what isn't a credit. Right. And what are his criteria, and why are they better than mine? Something to think about. Yeah. Anyway, you want to? Well, our next stop. We we've gone through. We rode the SBF spinner. This is probably the 80th or so SBF spinner we've ridden on the trip. And now it's time to go to King's Dominion, where Jeffrey, I hear you have a an interesting history about King's Dominion. Yeah, a little bit. I could have probably expanded a whole lot more than I did, but this will just kind of be like the beginnings of the park here. Um, so following the success of Kings Island, a partnership of companies going by the name of Family Leisure Centers opted to open a second park in a different part of the country. The site selected was in Doswell, Virginia, and construction commenced on October 1st, 1972, with the goal of employing similar themes, rides, and activities as Kings Island. The park initially opened uh, a portion of the park in 1974 uh, with the full strength of the park at present being opened on May 3rd, 1975. Um, among those rides, a racing wooden roller coaster that survives to this day, 
currently known as Racer 75, um, possibly known as Rebel Yell, uh, that name switch, I believe, in 2018, uh, among other attractions on uh, opening day. Uh, opening day, which drew 50,000 guests uh, with a like amount outside the gates, allegedly, uh, wanting to get in. Uh, after a change of hands, uh, sort of, since it was a lot of the same people from that company that split off and formed their own company to take over, the park joined the Paramount's, Paramount Parks chain in 1993, becoming Paramount's King's Dominion, which it was in name until 2006 when the park was purchased by Cedar Fair, dropping Paramount from the title, and the rest is history, so to speak. Very nice. So we have one of the original Paramount parks here, which I always think is interesting. Uh, you know, you and I kind of at the peak of our enthusiasm um, around 2008 or so probably remember that there was this Paramount Kings Dominion, Paramount Kings Island, and then the switch over to Cedar Fair, which took all these amazing IPs and watered them down because obviously you don't want to pay for Top Gun themes and and that yeah. sort of thing. And it's how there were. Car- Carowinds was one as well, and then I feel like there was one in California, but I don't remember. Yeah, California. No, yeah, California's Great America. Yeah. No, yeah, that yeah. was Marriott. I don't think that was uh, ever. Was Paramount. it? Marriott was never Paramount. Very You're similar, though. Right. The, the entrances are, like, similar, so it's easy to confuse. Gotcha. Uh, Canada's okay. Wonderland would have been would have Canada's Wonderland, King's Dominion, King's Island, and Carowinds. Okay. Or, like, the mains. So let's see here. Actually, I've got the list in front of me. Uh, the full roster of uh, Paramount Parks is Paramount Canada's Wonderland, Carowinds, Great America was a Paramount. Oh, okay. Uh, Kings Dominion, Kings Island, uh, Bonfant Gardens, which is also in California, now known as Gilroy Gardens. Uh, wow. And then Terra Mitica, which is in Spain. Wow. I did not know Paramount had that much of a reach. Mm-hmm. And they had, in addition to that, they had four water parks, and then uh, they were uh, in charge of Star Trek The Experience in Las Vegas when it was active. Well, thank you for that robust history. I did not realize Paramount Parks reigned so far, even into Spain. Who knew? Paramount did. Paramount knew. Paramount knew about it. I, I hope, at least. They knew it, and they hid it from us. <laughs> All right, so we got to highlight the attractions at King's Dominion, and what's exciting about this park is you really got one of the bigger coaster lineups in the U.S. here. Uh, overshadowed a lot, too, by you know the Cedar Points, the King's Islands. You kind of got this right under that kind of like S-tier like coaster lineups. You're, you're looking at like an A or a B here for sure. Um, I hope you guys look at memes and understand that reference, but if not... Look it up. It's a great cultural thing to know. Anyway, we'll start off with the coaster collection at King's Dominion, starting off with what may be the worst, the 1991 edition Anaconda. This is the Arrow Looper coaster with foreign versions. Um, The most iconic moment on this ride definitely has to be like that tunnel um, I believe it's off the first drop that makes it look like it goes underwater. And if I were to compliment this ride, I would say it's kind of pretty. And that's about it. The rest yeah. of the ride is uh, 
really kind of beat your ass kind of situation. <laughs> and it, it don't want none unless you've got funds, hon. Correct. Um, yeah. Which should be in the, like, in the station somewhere. Like, it should be a Sir Mix-a-Lot reference. Um, yeah. I wonder if Sir Mix-a-Lot was a Paramount musician, though. That's probably the issue there. Yeah. Well, I wonder how often that uh, that tunnel floods, because just looking, at least at the image that I've got, although it's from 2005, if it's correct, that, that water line is like almost flush with the with the tunnel. Very true. I wonder if it does flood. Or if there's like a way to... Yeah, I feel like it has to. Interesting. But Anaconda, definitely one to look out for to go on the extinct list at some point. Um, I think the only thing keeping it running is the fact that it is like pretty over the lake. And if I remember correctly, this lake used to be much bigger than it is now. I think they've since kind of filled it in. Um, I think I read that somewhere once. So was it? Do you know offhand? I've never really done a whole lot of research in the area, but I almost wonder, like, was it man-made to begin with? Or has it always been there and we're just kind of editing it? I do. I don't know. I want to say it was man-made, but um, that's a guess. Complete guess. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, man. I can't <laughs> can't tell you. It's all good. <laughs> I think of the weird questions. It's what I'm here for. Yeah, good. Good. Uh, the next coaster to highlight is I don't know if I like the name or not. Apple Zapple. What is a Zapple? Is this just a word that rhymes with Apple? And now that's the name of the coaster? I don't know. But this hmm. is the 2002 edition, which is a Mac Wild Mouse, which if you've ever ridden a Mac Wild Mouse, they're bearable. They're usually not as kick you in the ass as like some wild mice can be. Um, fun story about this ride. Uh, back when I worked at Six Flags Over Georgia, and the now former park president there, who is recently, I think, forced into retirement because of the Six Flags CEO asshole. Um, but he actually named the original of this ride, um, which used to be called Ricochet. Which Ricochet, great name for a wild mouse. You're getting thrown into these corners. It feels like you're hitting a wall. You're ricocheting off. I understand with the re-theme of the Candy Apple Grove, you got to make it an apple theme or whatever, but um, it will forever be ricochet for me. I think it would have been cooler if they uh, made the cars look a little more apple-y rather than just painting them red. But Yeah. It's, yeah. That would be kind of a cool modification. You're in an apple's apple, you know? Yeah. Whatever, is that, Whatever that might be. Yeah. <laughs> Next coaster to highlight here, and and if if you're if you're kind of following along here, you are gonna feel like when we talk about this coaster lineup, a lot of these coasters are like really mid range, just kind of like there. Like not many of these coasters here are gonna be like, yeah, that's one of the best in the world. A few of those might be debatable, but anyway, we got the backlot stunt coaster, which is your copy paste premier clone that used to be the Italian job that you can find at Canada's Wonderland. You can find at Kings Island. You can find here at Kings Dominion. And you know, worse rides could be cloned. 
I do like this ride. I like the launch into the Helix. You know, if you're dehydrated, you might gray out a little bit in that Helix. And uh, I just like the feel of that ride, even with the theming kind of watered down. And I can't remember which is most watered down, as in like effects not working at all. I want to say King's Dominion might have been that one that was like not very, um, the effects weren't working very well. Or it was great. It was one of the two. So, uh, yeah, if you visit, let me know. Which one it might is. be a day dependent thing too. Like maybe they save the effects for the weekend or. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, the next coaster is the coaster most likely to be on chef Jeff's wall as a poster next to like bikini chicks in his teenage years, dominator, uh, the B and M floorless coaster. And the reason why, um, Jeff is probably such a big fanboy, is that this did used to be at the former, Giaga Lake, we snuck it in, theme park. So is this, did you get to ride Dominator? I did. It was uh, one of my first uh, heavy inversion load coasters. Because um, there's what, there's either six or seven on this. I can't remember. Um, I can look five. it up. I'm looking at this and I can see one, two, three or five so unless there's a loop i'm missing there there's just five but um yeah it's a good ride i would five. say just kind of looking at the pictures that we've got available to us uh its former location was a lot prettier because mm -hmm. uh, it was right up against the lake um you know i can i can see my like it's one of those core memories you've got i'm just like sitting there uh, on the midway standing and staring at it and Oh, I'm gonna get all misty eyed if we keep talking about Juggle Lake. So <laughs> that's the goal is to make you cry about Juggle Lake. Uh, you know, every time you're on the show. But yeah, this is a I good ride. Like could... Oh, go ahead. As you say, I can. I I still feel like I can see so much of the park in front of me. I, you know, just so many times we went there and how impactful it was on my development as an enthusiast. And as a man. As a man. <laughs> and yes, Dominator was operating at Juggle Lake from 2000 to 2007. So did, were you even like old enough to remember like when it opened? Like was that a thing? I mean, my, my first visit, uh, you know, we kind of did, we didn't go every summer, but like I was going to that SeaWorld and Geauga Lake, either same trips or alternating years, um, like as early as when I was four. So mm. well ahead of that, um, you know, there was, but at that age, like, it, you know, maybe we didn't go near some parts of the park that were, uh, didn't have as many rides to do with like me being tall enough to ride or my brother. Mm. Uh, we probably stayed closer to the kids areas. We, we tended to go to SeaWorld more than we did juggle lake until we were older because there was just not as much for us to do until we were tall enough fair enough so excellent yeah well i will say this is a really good floorless coaster i mean we're looking at a coaster that's now 22 years old so um some highlights i would say are the layout like this kind of this really does feel more like a twister layout um which is i don't know i guess it's not unique for floorless coasters now that i say it out loud but that first loop, I remember having distinctively like good hang time. 
It's like, oh man, this thing like barely makes it through this giant loop. And then you got it's, the it's a big boy. Yeah, it's really big. I think it might even at one point held a record for like tallest loop at, at one point. Um now uh, go ahead, uh, go ahead and keep talking about it because there's I wanna say that uh when it was a Batman themed ride that Batman might have been standing on the loop or somewhere else on the ride, but now I I may have just made that up. Was this a Batman themed ride? Yeah, it was. Uh, let me let me get it pulled up. Um, because on RCDB it didn't say anything about it, and I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh, it was just Dominator. Um, but yeah, check yeah, that it was out. Batman Batman Night Flight. Okay. Uh, is what it opened originally at, or it it was it was one of those that was put in uh when it was uh six flags uh put everything in all at once mm-hmm. is what i'm calling it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it but yeah it was it was it was batman night flight when it originally opened yeah excellent and uh yeah the first part of the layout's cool because there's a lot of like low-lying turns even like with a lot of speed which is uh pretty unique i would say for a floorless coaster but my actual favorite moment because I did get to marathon this a little bit. Um, did coasting for kids and I think about in 2015. And I think the ride actually broke down during our like marathon. So I only got like four rides or something in. But um, the drop off of the MIG course, I remember being like really good. <laughs> like there was really good airtime off of that MIG course break run. Um, but yeah, it was a good ride. Um, and I do think. Well, it, while it's not next to a lake, it, it essentially looks like it's now a parking lot coaster with grass. It is a, a good-looking ride off the midway and looks great off of the Eiffel Tower as well. Yeah. I, I'm i sending you the, the link for it real quick. But, uh, yeah, it was – I couldn't find Batman standing on the loop or anything, so that may have just been something just, I had in my head. That might be you thinking but, about uh, the Fiesta Texas Superman – well, and and uh, the Magic Mountain Superman ride also used to oh. have Superman staring down at you from the top of the spike. Oh, this was Batman. Okay. But even on the, even on the Geauga Lake entry, it doesn't list uh, that it was formerly. Oh yeah, it does. Former names: uh, Batman Night Flight from two thousand three. Yeah. Dang! Look at that. Good job, Batman. Wonder why they got rid of Batman. Oh, Six Flags got rid of it. Yeah, Six Flags was gone. That makes sense. <laughs> All right, the next coaster to highlight, we've got the 1996 edition Flight of Fear, which is your typical indoor premier launch coaster that goes into like a spaghetti bowl. Um, we talked about the outside version of it in the last show at Six Flags America. Um, Flight of Fear also at Kings Island as well. So if you've ridden one of those, you know what the ride experience is like. Um, you may just have to insert dark room instead of open air if it's the America version. Or uh, what is it? Poltergeist at oh, Texas? Oh, yes. Good call. Yeah, Poltergeist also um, falls into this exact clone, which is interesting because, like, I didn't. That's a lot of clones. <laughs> yeah. Um, Especially for such a complicated design. Yeah. And, like, I'm thankful it's a cool ride, but I don't need four of them. Like if if there was like two of them, I think I'd be more thankful for them. Mm-hmm. All right, next coaster, the 1997 edition Great Pumpkin Coaster, the Myler Kitty Coaster that used to be called Taxi 
turnaround, something like that. Taxi. I can't read my own handwriting sometimes. <laughs> something with taxis. All right. It's a kitty coaster. We'll move on. <laughs> and then you got the 1982 edition Grizzly, which is a technically a tapped Woody. Um, I had low expectations when I went in and rode this ride. And I actually quite liked it. I thought it was a smooth ride, um, enjoyable. Now, this is not going to be one of your fast-paced coasters. We are talking about a 1982 coaster kind of made by Taft Attractions, which I don't even know who that is. I feel like that might be, like, built by the park. It was Taft Attractions Group. I, I weirdly don't know. But, um, yeah, it's it's kind of iconic for being in the woods which I didn't expect as much. It's like, wow, this is really surrounded by trees. And, um, you know, slower paced. Good, not great. I, it looks like, uh, you know, I, I, I am always a fan of the ones that kind of weave in and out of the woods like this. Um, it just It looks cool at a face value to me. Like, it feels like the closest thing to the beast that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a smaller footprint yeah so it's kind of like i don't know how you can not like it anyway um I, i'm also uh shout out to the i don't know that they still use them but the at least from when we were working for cedar fair the big brown trash cans with the insert park here blue sticker on the sides love it <sighs> iconic cedar fair trash can yeah <laughs> All right, the I next... think it'd been funny if they included those on uh, like Planet Coaster or something as some DLC. Cedar Fair trash can. <laughs> they really should. It'd be real easy to do. All right, the next coaster, kind of a love it or hate it ride. Um, some people love this ride, like top five. Oh my God, this is one of the best coasters in the world. Me, I'm more like, mm, you know, it's top 100 for sure. <laughs> The um, the main thing I hear about this one, I've never ridden it, is that it's super duper intense. It is one it is one of the most intense coasters you'll ever ride. And of course we're talking about Intimidator 305 here, the Intamin Giga Coaster. And what makes this ride so interesting is that when you look at the layout of it, you're like, why was that built? <laughs> the the first element off of a you know 305, or I guess a 300 foot drop technically. It's just a ground-hugging helix, which, I don't know, man. Some people like to black out on coasters, but I just, I want to keep my consciousness. Like, if I want to black out, I'll drink a bottle of tequila or something, you know what I mean? That uh-huh. sounds more fun to me than, than Intimidator 305, and that doesn't sound very fun, to be clear. Um, But yeah, I mean, it does have one of the most intense, weirdest um elements ever. So when you get, when you're kind of blacking out there, you come out of that turn and then you go into this airtime feeling. So you're hitting like some pretty good airtime, but you're not all there. <laughs> so it's like, that is a like crazy sensation. Um, and that moment is, it's fine. It's like, I remember when it happened, I was like, okay, that was, that was kind of cool, I guess. But I feel like I shouldn't ride this ever again. I mean, I, I would rewrite it when I go. Yeah. But it's just, it's too much. And then the rest just, of the ride doesn't do much. It's all um, 
people compare the rest of the ride to like Maverick if it was a giga coaster, but I like disagree. It's just a lot of it's a lot of quick transitions, a lot of head chopping. Um, so I guess in that sense, very Maverick like. Um, but it just prides itself on being fast and low to the ground, which is not a sensation I enjoy. I feel like I'm gonna catch some flack for Logan for saying this, knowing he's a NASCAR fan, but maybe maybe the aim of this ride was to help you simulate the feelings Dale Earnhardt felt at his final moments. <laughs> it kind of feels like that. It kind of feels like a car wreck the whole time. Sorry, sorry, Logan. I just thought of it. and I'm so sorry. No disrespect to you, Earnhardt. Rest in peace, legend. Yeah. But, praise uh... Hale, praise Dale. <laughs> praise Hale, praise Dale. That was a whole thing. I went with some friends uh, last summer to... Uh, Myrtle Beach, and they had uh, a whole bunch. I can't remember the name of the town nearby, uh, but they had. We went and visited a little park that was a monument to Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, there was a statue of him. He was real tall, and everybody <laughs> around there just kept saying, "Raise hail, praise Dale." <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> they don't even say hello. It's just raise hail, praise Dale. How can I help you? <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. I love NASCAR culture. <laughs> Now the the one and only other thing that really kind of bugs me about just seeing this yeah the the coaster on site is I know the the train is themed to his car but yeah. the yellow kind of doesn't make any sense to me like I feel like Ooh. the track could have also been in those Blacker. colors yeah black gray I don't know yeah, I feel like it would have like why do we go McDonald's uh, with it right. That's a good point. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. some people say it's their favorite coaster. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, somebody's <laughs> got to like it, right? Right. Uh, all right. So, Racer 75, the next coaster to highlight here, the 19... Oh, that makes sense. The 1975 edition, Racer 75. So, that's why the retheme 75. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, used to be called Rebel Yell, which... Um, yeah, not, not a good name for... for for, uh, a coaster so they changed that and it looks like 2017 was the last year of rebel yell and changed it to like a if i were to name a coaster after a soccer team racer 75 is kind of what it right uh, the from what i was reading it came around the time that uh the the stuff to pull down like the um confederate statues and stuff yes was happening so yes a lot of southern parks went through some changes kind of in those uh in those years for sure uh which is definitely a good thing so i'm not complaining about the name change definitely needed to be changed uh could have been something else kind of feels like too close to i-305 too like numbers after anyway these all feel like like weird like computer file names yeah (laughs) This is a uh, wooden roller coaster too. Wooden yeah. roller coaster seventy five. <laughs> oh yeah, the the R C T names. Yeah, <laughs> roller coaster one. I'm sorry, roller coaster underscore one. Yes. Uh, and then one of the uh, underrated coasters here, I would say, is Reptilian, which is a 1988 Mac bobsled um, from 1988 to 2021. This operated as Avalanche, which was next to the Volcano, 
So I guess if you have a volcano, there's a possibility there's an avalanche right next to it, right? Depending on where the volcano is. I don't know, but it was kind of cool. But then with the new, was it Jungle Expedition or whatever they rethemed with their new Tumbili ride, they actually, instead of axing this ride, which I thought they were going to, they painted it orange and made it like a jungle reptile. Because, I mean, while bobsled on the snow fits you know we can make this also look like a snake so good for them for like refurbishing and keeping this classic coaster going you don't have a lot of mac bobsleds bobsleds left so uh, i'm glad they kept it and then you get to ride one of these other than um disaster transport which is not one of the good ones right depending on who Depending on who you ask, the the theming was kind of fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one doesn't feel like a car wreck. Uh, did you ride? Were you in Texas? No. Okay. Torn ACL. That's right. All right. Well, uh, the next coaster is their newest coaster, the 2022 new, kind of the only new Cedar Fair coaster last year that I can think of. Humbili. A ride you would skip. Before you say anything about it, I'm just going to say fuck this ride. I agree. Uh, I'm at the point, yeah, with an SNS free spin, even if it's a new credit, because um, I was thinking about, we might be in Dallas um, in November, and they have a, a free spin there, which is like the only coaster I haven't ridden at over Texas, even though I haven't been there in 10 years. Like, I don't think I would prioritize it. I think I would go ride Shockwave instead and just kind of re-ride stuff I like. Um, same would be here. I don't. I don't know that I'd unless I rope dropped it and just got the credit. I would not worry about getting it. <laughs> I I'll never ride one of these again. I'll just I'll watch you guys. Fair enough. Uh, next coaster, arguably the best. Usually people are debating between this one and I three hundred five. This is the only like good coaster I haven't ridden here because it came in after my visit. Um, you have Twisted Timbers, which is an RMC coaster. Used to be the old Hurler wooden coaster, um, which I did ride Hurler. And I felt like this was the better version of the two compared to Carowinds because I did visit those on the same, kind of on the same breath there. Um, you know, it does look good. And when I think about RMC coasters, I do like the tend to like the smaller versions better. Um, but they didn't really have a lot to work with to begin with on this one. So there's a lot of, they rely a lot on short airtime hills, which is not what I like generally in my RMC coasters. But I'm excited to ride this one eventually. I'm not in a hurry necessarily to get back to ride it. But when I do go to King's Dominion again, I'll be like, hey, shoot, I haven't rode this. Let's get on it. Twisted Timbers. Good times. And then the last coaster to highlight, we have the Woodstock Express, which if you know anything about me, you know I do love a kitty slash family wooden coaster. I think they're so fun. And this is no exception. 1970 edition. And uh, this is like the prettiest of the Woodstock Express, I would say. I like, I like the blue. I like how it sits up on the midway across from Dominator. It's just lots of fun. I love how all the the kitty wooden roller coasters are are always these bright, vibrant colors. Yeah, compared to 
full full scale ones. Yeah, the full scale scale ones never have just silly colors, and they should. But there you go. There's the coaster lineup. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen coasters. And a, and a quick shout out to uh, one of their one of their formers that uh, interested me into finally watching a POV because I realized it never really had was Hypersonic XLC. Ooh. Um, I never rode any of those. I don't know if any are still active, at least in the U.S. Because I know there's uh, one, I want to say one in Japan. One in, one in Japan. Yeah. Um, it. Uh, <laughs> I it will say bones. the video I watched. It was super loud start and that the brake run was just deafening sns rides are never known to be quiet you know what i mean yeah like, you know, the sns launch towers the compressed air kind of sit like big booms but yeah honestly when you look at the defunct roller coaster collection here i think you could honestly maybe it one of the like best defunct the... coaster collections out there actually yeah it looks like they did the right thing and put Hurler out of its misery if uh, it was having problems like Carowinds is. Yeah. I, I still don't understand why they haven't done that conversion over there at Carowinds. Um, yeah. Kind of interesting. But yeah, uh, former ride also to highlight, you have Volcano, which I did get to ride before it passed on us, but that was a 1998 to 2018 coaster. Do I think it was overrated? I do. But the two launches, like a launch into a turn and then a launch at the volcano and then coming out of a volcano, pretty dope. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, I think due to like capacity and it being an intimate and the volcano like literally fucking crumbling apart, they got rid of it. And um, I, d- I didn't really like volcano as much because I felt like it was repetitive after that launch. You just kind of turned. There was a. A twisty inversion you turned there was a twisty inversion it didn't do a whole lot but it was unique so shout out to that you've also got a stand-up called shockwave that was fine it was a togo um we both feel pretty similarly about stand-up coasters but this one i didn't think was as bad as people made it out to be the old togo well, I've, I've never ridden a good good one in that fashion uh the only one I've ever ridden that I liked was Riddler's Revenge. Although we've talked about that before, and I'm pretty sure you said that's probably the best one out there. Yes, I would say so. And then uh, there are some other attractions here at King's Dominion, which on the road trip, we are going to try to slow down a little bit and highlight these other attractions a little bit more. Um, One of my favorites is definitely Boo Blasters on Boo Hill, which is a classic Sally Dark ride. you know, anytime there's a classic Sally Dark ride, I do try to ride it, even if it's a Boo Blasters that's kind of been cloned and put into multiple parks. They're always good. A Sally Dark ride is always good. I haven't ever ridden a bad one. So shout out to that. Um, you've also got a drop tower, which is seven, shit, sorry, 272 feet tall, which is one of those gyrating tall drop towers, which if you haven't ridden one, definitely worth giving it a shot. I'm not a big drop tower guy, but these do pack a, a pretty good thrill to them. And there are so many seats on that. I'm looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it yeah. goes all the way around. So it's actually pretty okay capacity. Yeah. And then you've got the Eiffel Tower, 
which what trip to King's Dominion is complete without going up the Eiffel Tower and kind of taking the views, getting your pictures in. Um, this one is particularly fun because you can see like the whole layout of I-305. You can see the whole layout of Dominator. And you can just, you can really see how the park's laid out. And I just think it's worth going if you have time. I mean, you've got a big coaster lineup here to prioritize first, I would say. Get your credits. But if you have time, go on up that tower. Is there's a, like, I don't remember when we went to Kings Island, if they were actually letting people up there. Is, I, I know the one at Magic Mountain was not operating any time I've ever gone. I feel like it was a weather thing on our one visit together. Okay. But it definitely still operates at Kings Island as well. Uh, another just fun named flat ride, I guess you could say, is their log flume. The Shenandoah Lumber Company looks pretty fun as well. I don't think I've ridden that one, but if you're a uh, water park or a water ride person, definitely worth checking out. And then they also do have a pretty solid Windseeker that I rode there. Um, again, like if you're trying to see the park from above, you've got the drop tower, you've got the Windseeker, you've got the Eiffel Tower, where you can see things from like about 300 feet up in the air at least. So that's pretty neat. And then they do have a included with admission water park, which is always a good thing if you're trying to extend your day here, which you, you don't really need to extend your day here. Like this is pretty much a full day park to begin with, but bring your swim trunks. If you're trying to dip in the pool for a little bit, go down some slides. Soak City is a good option. They've got an aqua blast um, slide structure that has those drop slides, very similar to um, that complex at Worlds of Fun that's now since been cloned and put into other Cedar Fair parks. Um, and then Pipeline Peak, which is a very big, like, it's not a drop slide, but it's like one of those big drops, like straight down, like iconic. You got to have it at every water park situation. And yeah, there's just, it's a good, like, it's not a great water park, but there's enough slides there to tickle your fancy. You got the wave pool, you got the lazy river. And, um, yeah, looks pretty good. And then to highlight the events here as well, um, it's kind of hard to look up events if you, if you don't, not in like the area, because like, depending on the time of years, the website displays like what events are going on. So I had to dig a little bit, but their offering is very similar to like worlds of funds. So they've got grand carnival, they have Winterfest. So this is, this park's actually, uh, loved by Cedar Fair enough to have Winterfest and it's in the South. So that's pretty fair. And, um, they do have the haunt and tricks. They have haunt Kings Dominion haunt. And then they have the trick or treat Halloween fest. Oh wait, no, they don't. They announced it for this year and then said, never mind. We're doing the great pumpkin fest, which is exactly what worlds of fun did. So kind of fuck you Cedar Fair for this. There is going to be a really elaborate, daytime event at multiple Cedar Fair parks that was announced and then there's no announcement that they took it back they're just like oh we're gonna we're gonna cut that event now that we have our season pass sales I'm kind of tired of Cedar Fair cutting events man <laughs> they need to chill out with it but yeah there, there's your events for uh, King's Dominion at least they have Winterfest but other than that, it's kind of the standard plug-and-play Cedar Fair event lineup. 
Well, those are the food events, water park highlights. Now, Jeff, you sent me in advance some of the uh, food options here and said that you were kind of impressed. And I've got to be honest, I am too. It it wasn't the cookie cutter Cedar Fair fair that you would uh, expect from this park. Right. There, there were a few, like a small handful of the staples, but like overall, it looks like they... I don't, you know, I don't know what the history of food at the park has looked like over the years, but it looks like they, you know, got pretty creative with this one. Um, so I actually had a bit of a difficult time isolating the five options, uh, and I may or may not, probably didn't pick even the best five options, but they seemed interesting to me. So I'm going to talk about them real quick. Hell yeah. Uh, the first option being the country kitchen, mm. uh, as a family style uh, sit down place uh you know you're in a southern park get that uh good old southern home style meal they've got lots and lots of different meats great side options if you're coming with a large group or family or you just want to pig out by yourself hop into country kitchen and it looks sure like that was the name sorry go ahead you're yeah go ahead you're right there was a country kitchen like that used to yeah. be a chain <laughs> yeah and ours was by it was on that intersection of 40 and nolan road i think yes <laughs> i went it multiple times yeah there was a toys r us over there there was a movie theater which i think the sign is still there for but nothing's there and then mm-hmm. there was another space there that was i know at one point a laser tag and was several other things that place is a shithole now it is now when yeah. i was a kid that place was a party toys r us laser tag right. fucking country kitchen good times but this country kitchen looks pretty good it kind of reminds me of like if you know the world's of fun or king's island barbecue but make it southern like it's probably that same meat but let's add some cornbread let's add some slaw let's make it there's probably some mac and cheese there i'd have to imagine and let's make it uh more southern than um our barbecue counterparts Speaking of uh, mac and cheese, I'm going to go off the rails here a little bit. Went with my family last night to the art festival at uh, down in Westport. Yeah. And we ate at Beer Kitchen. And oh, yeah. my God, they that was probably the best mac and cheese of my life. Hell yeah. It was That's real good. Too. I've eaten there before, but I didn't have the mac and cheese. I had it this time. With uh, They let you customize it. They have a list of things that are different price, prices. The mac and cheese by itself has like four different cheeses. I don't remember what they are offhand, and then they get the crumbly bits over the top. But uh, I, uh, I I added applewood bacon and caramelized onions to mine. It was really really good. Hell yeah! So yeah, Hell sorry yeah. sorry to go off off topic there, but I just had to give it give it give them a shout out. My Kansas sh- City friends are friends visiting Kansas City. Beer you're Chef Jeff Westport. Like dude, if you're Chef Jeff goes on food tangents. That's okay. That's true. I I, <laughs> I forgot to take a picture for the Discord though, so I'm kind of disappointed in myself. I was just so hungry. Yeah, that that means you didn't actually eat there. You have to go back. Right. Yeah, it never happened. Didn't spend like four hundred dollars on art. Right. Didn't happen. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. All right. Yeah, that was Country Kitchen. Uh, next on the list, this would probably be if you're hit is the uh, park admission get you water park 
as well, or is it separate? You get okay, admission then. to the water park, which is good because the water park offerings are insane. Yeah. Uh, the first one I'll talk about is Beachside Bowls. Yes. It looks real good. Um, they've got Asian-inspired rice or noodle bowl options from the look of it, um, as well as some pretty delicious-looking dumplings. Uh, and generally, with the meals like this, I would have to imagine you wouldn't feel like a total piece of shit after <laughs> eating them, which is super important for being in an amusement park. I agree. It's super easy to eat the wrong thing and derail your day. Mm-hmm. So, highly recommend beachside bowls for that. It looks like a Panda Express, like, but good. Yeah, it kind of a trend in parks now is you're starting to see Panda Expresses go away, and then the park itself is starting to do their own like Asian style stand or food. And this one yeah. looks pretty solid. I don't know if that was the case for this. I don't know if it used to be a Panda Express, but it it kind of has that feel to it. Yeah. Um, all right. Next on the list uh, for the sweet tooth. Mm. Uh, I'm going to probably blast you here in a sec when I say I don't like funnel cakes and find right. themselves. But uh, Apple Ida's funnel cakes uh, may make me break that rule to at least go and try theirs. Yes. Um, they've got apple pie style toppings. Mm for theirs and they just look so good but i honestly probably wouldn't even get a funnel cake there because they've also got apple cinnamon donuts yeah, that's what i would that, go for too it looks like that's where it's at dude it's such a cool idea because so they, they've got that new ish candy apple grove area like mm-hmm. instead of just blanketing a funnel cake stand like make apple cinnamon and like desserts off of that it's a really cool idea i'm glad they did that mm-hmm. I agree. And there's in their picture, they've got, I don't know if it is actually ice cream or if it's like whipped cream, but there's an ice cream cone filled with something. I'm guessing also <laughs> apple cinnamon related. So, for, for the sake of the photo shoot, it might be uh shaving cream. <laughs> I hope not. I know. I know some of those shoots get some weird ass ingredients involved yeah. for the sake of realism. But well, uh, yeah, I want to eat it. This is actually. I hope like, it's not shaving cream. I would actually put this on my list. Like, I don't think I could skip this. I think I'd have to at least try the donuts. Right. Yeah. No. It's if we're going, I'm trying Appleitas. Yeah. But I am getting the donuts. I'm not getting a funnel cake. I always get sick after funnel cakes. <laughs> True. All right. Uh, next on the list, we've got the captain's catch. Uh, let me get to their page so i can add any supplemental so this looks like it's going to be it is uh bills as uh pub style food uh you've got your fish and chips we've got some delicious looking steak sandwiches uh they have beer cheese fries which i love i've loved anywhere i've tried them so if you've never <laughs> had beer cheese it is a revelation is that good? Uh, and wash it down i couldn't go a whole episode oh yeah some sort of alcohol they have the king's brew lager available here to get it yep i'm absolutely getting that but if there is a um park themed beer i'm I'm probably going out of my way to try it and i i haven't zoomed in on it but it looks like there's a loop like a roller coaster loop on the can oh shit that surrounds the wording so i feel like i would want to take the can home just for a collector's item Oh yeah, I, I definitely would too. <clears throat> but yeah, that's that's the captain's catch. Uh, this would probably be uh, based on the menu. 
this would probably be the thing to round out your day. Like, you know, you're not going to be doing anything intense afterwards because the, the food is going to sit heavy on you. Yeah, so. for sure. Uh, and then last on our list, I kind of, it was kind of a, a raffle to make it on here. Um, but this place just kind of stood out to me is Dogwoods Grill. Uh, their menu has a wide range of gourmet hot dogs that have all sorts of freaky toppings. Um, they just look real. They, I, credit to their wow. photo department, <laughs> yeah. whoever handled the food, because it looks fucking delicious. This photo shoot, like, yeah, they nailed it, man. Like, I don't even like hot dogs, and I'm like, I, I want to put that. my dick in that. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Um, but, like, honestly like looking through the menu even the the most mundane of places like this is my runaway favorite as far as cedar fair parts we've reviewed so far and their food offerings um so i don't know if they're actually good or if they just make it look good but (laughs) they at least made it look good so and uh, i I do want to give i'm going to give a shout out too because there is one not in your not in your notes but um when I saw it, I was like, ooh, you know, got the wife eating gluten-free. This looks like a good spot called Grain and Grill. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like a really good spot if you're looking. Um, it might be like the Mediterranean version of that kind of Asian spot, because like rice and meat. And um, it looks like there might be some pita bread and hummus situations, but mm-hmm. it looks really good. Like uh, I'm seeing the shrimp salad, and um, damn, I would tear that up on a theme park day. Oh, absolutely. And kind of, sorry to backtrack here, Dogwoods Grill does have an impossible dog. Oh, nice. So, yep, for for the uh, vegetarian option. So I think there were some others that mentioned some veggie, veggie options, but uh, I, as somebody who's recently tried some of these vegetarian meat substitutes, uh, yeah. like, uh, now I, hell, I can't remember the brand name give me one second to go look at my freezer they have these chicken <laughs> nuggets that taste just like the ones you pick up from wendy's they're super good is uh, it Ian's? oh no it is impossible it's also impossible um oh nice but i recommend as far if you're wanting to try them like you never have uh the cheapest i found them regularly is at trader joe's um because at, at hy-vee it's like 10 bucks a bag for 20 nuggets uh at uh trader joe's it was like 650 so nice. I highly recommend them. Like I was super hesitant to try all this stuff. Cause you know, you have that stigma about, Oh, it's just going to kind of taste funky, but like impossible's chicken nuggets and their, uh, had their spicy, like bratwurst style sausage, both really, really good. I bet. So. Excellent. So that's yeah. uh, that, that's King's Dominion. They got some good food. They got some good coasters. They got some good other attractions. They got some good events. You should go to King's Dominion. It's a good time. Yeah, I agree. And, and uh, close to King's Dominion, you've got a pretty big city in Richmond, Virginia. And uh, Jeff, you did all the research in Richmond, man. You found some good shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's... uh. I've never been, I've never really like considered going, but like I've never been to kind of the whole capital area to begin with. Yeah. Even though this is like two hours away, it still looks very much like a place that's rich in, in history and, uh, you know, tradition and 
things happening. Um, I will kick off with the food and drink. Um, I kind of did a little reach out on the uh, Discord, but didn't really return any any results. So I was going to see if somebody had something they might be able to recommend. So apologies for anybody that has been to Richmond and might think of something better. Feel free to jump on the Discord and let us know. Mm. Um, but uh, for for what I was looking through, I'll start off with a uh, barbecue restaurant called ZZQ. Uh, from what I read, is regarded as Richmond's best barbecue offering. Looking Excuse at me, it, it is. It looks like it is. <laughs> it's uh, Texas style, which any Texas style place I've been has been pretty darn good. Mm. Um, and you know, along with their normal barbecue offerings. Uh, they do have a homemade pastrami on Fridays only. So mm. if you want the uh, collector's item food-wise, hit ZZQ up on a Friday for their pastrami. It's apparently super good and sells out quickly. So, um, yeah. I'm, uh, I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Uh, like, what what is your favorite? Like, what's your go-to at a barbecue place? I generally like brisket. Yeah. I'm a I'm a burn ends man if they're available. In Kansas City, yes. That's like my next one. But like if I go to Texas or like the Carolinas, I'm not getting burn ends. I'm probably going uh brisket or if it's in the Carolinas, pork obviously. But yeah. I would say after after burn ends for me, it's either depending on the place, uh either gonna be sausage or cold pork. Nice. So yeah. Yeah, this uh this barbecue man it looks like it looks like texas style barbecue just in virginia so like hell yeah i think that's a a win yeah yep yep um i was trying to i can't remember if i pulled their stuff up and i don't think i did or i thought i had a menu i think i closed it but yeah overall like you said looked really good worth a shot worst case it's not good and you move on yeah <laughs> Uh, I still think we were talking about it in the Discord a little while ago. I have never tried, is it Alabama white sauce yeah. that Goliath was talking about? I've never had it, but it's a mayonnaise-based barbecue sauce, I believe. I've um, seen it because uh, I lived in Atlanta and saw it. Um, I think I have tried it on something, and it was it was decent for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm interested in at least trying it. Um, I don't know. I don't have uh, – you know, I looked at the list of ingredients um, uh, commonly in there. Um, and it was difficult for me to kind of formulate a taste in my head. So I, I just need to go out and try it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Next on the list is called tacos with a twist. Um, looks like we've got multiple influences at play here. In addition to the Latin, Latin American, obviously tacos in the name, uh, looks like they pull a lot on some Caribbean themes, uh, cause we've got items like the jerk chicken taco. The oxtail al pastor taco, uh, country fried carne asada, uh, and then they have uh, some pretty sweet looking sides. They've got a hot Cheeto elote, uh, which is a corn based dish, um, and then a smoked mac and quesadilla. Queso dia is how they spelled it, but uh, yeah, it, it looks really good. Got place called Tacos with a Twist. So. Is that um? Are you looking at like the Richmond Magazine post? I think it? so. Yeah, I think it might be called something else. I think Tacos with a Twist is like the headline. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. It, it looks is like called Baca Taco. Soul Taco. Soul Taco. 
Soul Taco. That's my bad, everybody. It's called Soul Taco, like S-O-U-L. So let me, I actually have their menu pulled up. I'll forward that on over to you. Oh, yeah, this looks good. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. It it looks like they had multiple locations and they had... They do like catering and private events and stuff too. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's like a, if they have like, like a food truck too I've, especially in springfield i've seen that a lot a lot of the restaurants the new ones have like started out as food trucks but keep their food truck operations going like mm-hmm. on the weekends uh, they'll send one of their guys out somewhere and do the thing uh one of my favorite places down there the jamaican patty company did nice. that a lot with the, the breweries down there because uh, a couple of them would always have like two or three food trucks slot into this spot in their uh outdoor area so that was pretty cool Chicken tinga yeah, uh, jambalaya. Oh my god. Yeah, this looks like a must stop. Yeah, I would definitely want to go here. Definitely looks like a good lunch spot and looks pretty reasonably priced as well. Mm-hmm. So um the next on the list, and probably the one I would be most excited about, is called uh, Cobra Burger. Their menu is just fun to read. I'm gonna send this to you too if you don't have it pulled up. I've got it. It's um, up. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, yeah, my personal favorite, they, their descriptors for some of their burgers are hilarious. Uh, they've got one called the Sting Ring, uh, which is meant to be their uh, spicy burger. But just it just says weird things underneath the title. So this one is the Sting Ring. It just says capitalism is a broken machine and we're all going to fucking die. All right. <laughs> Holy uh, shit. On, yeah. the, on the top end of this, it's like a $30. I don't know if that's well, like yeah, a but that burger. is. It's a it's a four patty burger. Oh so they God. I was I was scrolling down uh and the prices were like it was a single double and then jumps to quadruple. Uh, I don't remember where I saw it, but yeah, it definitely climbs in price as you go up. But I would I would probably start with a single and it looks like it's smash burger style, so it may yeah. be worth jumping to the double. Um but there it looks like a, a pretty sweet place. Uh, another another shout out uh for Mitch here. Uh, they have a veggie burger called the Garter Snake with the tagline, it's vegan, but it ain't healthy. <laughs> Deep fried uh, grit, uh, chickpea, chickpea patty, oh, yeah. man. smoked tomato jam, shiitake bacon. Yeah, that's not healthy. It looks good, though. Um, and then, uh, shout out, they've got brunch. And they call it Brunch Fest. <laughs> so, but it's kind of hardly brunch hours because it looks to, when it, they do run, it starts at noon. Saturdays and Sundays from Saturday from noon to three, Sunday from noon to five. It's kind of yeah. weird. That is kind of weird. But, uh, and then when you get down further, uh, they just have large side of fucking fries. And then it just has many potatoes and it's $6.66. I, I really, really, really want to go to this place. Just, oh yeah. And then as you like where it says, read me, prices reflect one patty, two patties, or four patties. Well, so, there's not a triple. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't deal with three. If you want a triple patty burger, you can get the fuck out. Just jump straight from <laughs> two to four. Yeah. But yeah, that is uh, the Cobra Burger. I would really like to try them. Uh, looks very, very interesting, and like they lean into you having a good time. Kind of makes me think of uh, what is that Dick's Last Resort, where the uh, yeah. the wait staff is just abusive. <laughs> so seems, seems like yeah. it could be the same situation there. Yeah. <laughs> it looks it looks cool. Um and they've got some late hours too uh on a few of the let's see uh 
Fridays and Saturdays, they are open until 10 p.m. Uh, so if you're getting back from park later in the evening, you can still hit them up, grab the burger, or take back to the hotel. So, Hell yeah. Although I will always recommend fresh because stuff you have to take and eat is never the same. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that's Cobra Burger. Next on the list, uh, and probably the play, one of the places I'd be most excited about, like kind of like, if we were coming in the beginning of the weekend, leaving at the end, this would be the place I'd want to hit for breakfast or lunch. Uh, maybe uh, it's called Garnet's Cafe. Uh, yeah. It's highly regarded. They specialize in sandwiches, salads, cakes, and pies. Uh, I, I don't know why I said breakfast. I don't know if they actually serve breakfast. I think yeah, I don't, I don't think they do. My, my last place. <laughs> so I think it's just lunches. Uh, but uh, it's a small place. Occupies a small footprint. They do have some seating inside, but it's pretty much... If you're in Kansas City, it's probably going to be like uh, Town Topic Burgers where you just pop in, get your stuff, and leave. Mm. Um, maybe walk around downtown or whatever uh, while you eat your thing. Uh, but uh, it's it's a pretty good-looking menu. Um, you know, some pretty general sandwiches as, long, uh, as well as some pretty, pretty good-looking stuff. Uh, I had one picked out, and now I'm failing. They even have a a part of their menu uh, to help you with some of the phrases. Uh, it's It just says, say what? And then they've got like Mornay sauce, which is just like a cheese sauce that they might pour on something, which actually is on their uh, Croque Monsieur, uh, which is the ham and gruyere grilled on Italian topped with Mornay sauce. So it's a sandwich covered in cheese. Mm. So there you go. I'll take that, please. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with it. Uh, they even have... Uh, one called the big daddy i just wanted to say it big daddy it's a roast beef ham turkey bacon swiss lettuce tomato dijon mustard and mayo on toasted italian is i mean it's gonna be a good general sandwich place but uh you know i was looking around a few sites and it it pops up on every single one just nothing but positives so highly recommend garnet's cafe last on the list and the actual breakfast place is the (laughs) capital waffle shop Hell yes. As the name suggests, they may or may not have waffles. Uh, <laughs> breakfast and brunch, both of those menus look really good. And, uh, you know, if you're craving chicken and waffles, they've got it. Uh, I saw some of the pictures. They were sneaking some uh, Fruity Pebbles on there. I'm not really a Fruity Pebbles guy, but it looks like they're at least doing some different things, like getting some more sweet in there to pair. I'm assuming the chicken is probably going to be more savory. And it looks like they've got uh, some mac and cheese items as well. So, I love. I mean, a I'm a fan of waffles. So. Yeah, I love a waffle themed like restaurant. Like there's always going to be good stuff. Like a, chi- they even got like classic like chicken and waffles here, and it's mm-hmm. it looks delicious. Yeah, and totally give them a reasonably priced, I'd say. Yeah, no, like that was one thing I was noticing about. At least all the options I grabbed is none of these are going to really break the bank for you unless you go out of your way to make it do that, like mm-hmm. a quadruple patty burger at Cobra. <laughs> Which, why would you? But right. you do you. Yeah, some of those were like $27 for a four patty burger. I'm good. Ooh, they got uh, vegan and gluten-free waffles here. Excellent. Yeah, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. And they've got oh. drinks. So, uh, yeah. 555 mimosas. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, some other, they've got egg bowls as well that look pretty good. Like kind of like a scramble type thing. Always a good choice. 
Yep. All right, that uh, rounds out our food options. And I did grab some uh, some attractions as well. Uh, we can kind of figure out how we want this divided up going forward because I know when you handled it last time, we kind of separated by like budget and some other options. I just kind of went similar to my food structure and just grabbed five interesting things and threw them down. Good plan. Yeah. Let off with the Richmond Beer Trail. There are an assload of beer uh, breweries in the area. A complete uh, assload. I, I wasn't expecting I, it. I think I looked at the list and there were 35 total. <laughs> uh, I don't know if those are the only breweries or if those are just the breweries that participate in this tour because there's apparently you can get a uh, a beer trail map and if you get it stamped by I think it said five places they're going to get you some Richmond beer swag oh hell yeah uh, and if you're wanting to make it easier on yourself there's a neighborhood known as Scott's Edition that carries 10 of those breweries so oh, make it easy just stumble Yeah, if, if you've done the uh, moonshine tour in uh, Gatlinburg. What, what is it? Gatlinburg? Thank you. I, I want to say Pigeon Forge. I always get them flipped. Yeah. But if you've done that, um, you know, it'd be an easy, yeah, stumble to drink and stumble onto the next place. Uh, you know, it, it'll be easy to try out, ask a load of beers, and probably walk away with some new favorites. And if you're doing, uh, what is the what is that app you collect your beers on? Untapped. Untapped. That'd probably be a good place to run up the numbers. Let's get a flight at each place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the Richmond Beer Trail. Uh, didn't really dive into pricing because it's probably going to be different brewery to brewery. But uh, if uh, beer is a passion, they've got uh, the answer to that passion right there for you. Nice. All right. Uh, next up on the list, we've got the Riverfront Canal Cruise. Uh, we've got boat tower boat tours. Apologies. Uh, on the Kanawa Canal in downtown Richmond. So that's kind of cool. You get to float on a, you know, kind of similar, if you're familiar with Venice in Italy, you get the, the boats that kind of float through the city uh, with people riding on them, maybe a romantic thing, or if you're a history buff, I'm sure they've got got a, a historical element to those as well. Um, but it'd just be cool. It, it looks like a really pretty area. Uh, so kind of floating through it on a boat, just kind of taking in the sights and relaxing would probably be a, a, a sweet experience to have under your cap so i love any city that has a, a river that runs through it in like a district like oklahoma city mm -hmm. has one san antonio has one it looks like there might be a little thing going on here so that's pretty awesome yeah yep all right uh i feel like this was kind of the easy grab uh <laughs> didn't really do a whole lot of uh investigating into their zoo but they do have the metro richmond zoo who doesn't love a trip to the zoo? You'll see some animals. And who doesn't love an orangutan on the front page? Right. Yeah, looks like a good uh, little stop. Yeah. Um, and then on to probably some more cultured items. Uh, we've got the American Civil War Museum, where you can go and explore the Civil War and its legacy. Learn more about, uh, especially if you're a history buff learn more about uh civil war from different perspectives and it looks like this is a three-part like situation or museums under like three museums we've got the mm -hmm. american civil war museum at historic tradegar they've got the white house of the confederacy and the american civil war museum at 
Apotomatics? Oh my gosh, I, I feel like I should know this. Apotomatics. Apomatics. I think I I don't have the word in front of me, but I think that's. I think you're right. So interesting. Yeah, um, and I that'd probably be something I'd be interested in checking out. I uh, you know, I haven't really read up so much in recent years, but I know when I was like in high school and stuff, I definitely seemed to uh, be very invested when it came time to talk about like the different wars and stuff through history. So yeah. Not that I really uh, promote war or anything. It's just kind of interesting to learn about all that happened. I agree. So, yeah. All right. And then uh, last to round off the list, there are several parks and gardens in the area. Uh, so I just kind of picked one out. We've got the Lewis Ginter Botanical Garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, covers more than 50 acres of uh, gardens, dining, and shopping. Um lots of different themed areas uh it's just going to be a relaxing stroll if uh that's something that's in your wheelhouse you're uh passionate about flowers i love a good flower garden. man yeah i like a good looking park uh especially as i've gotten older it's something i appreciate a little more and kind of have the uh ambition to have my own garden situation going on once i can get myself into a house there you so, go. Yeah, that pumps me up, man. Richmond, Virginia. You know, you, you spend uh, most of your day at King's Dominion, get your rides in, maybe hit Richmond in the uh, in the evening time, spend the night there kind of situation, hit up a brewery or two, get you some good waffles in the morning. Seems like a good place to go. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, the next stop of our road trip, if you, uh, you know, are a local to Richmond or King's Dominion, you know that it almost goes hand in hand. Like we almost could have done a mega show about it together with this one. Williamsburg, you got Bush gardens, Williamsburg, which is one of my favorite parks in the country and a big tourist area as well with colonial Williamsburg and what's popping around there. So we'll have plenty to talk about next week for our Bush gardens, Williamsburg. They just announced a new coaster there too. So we'll be talking a little bit about that. I'm pretty excited about talking about, this bush gardens because i think it is probably like top of my list bucket list for united states visits that for parks i've never been to it's that good it really is a great park i'm long 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 overdue i don't even know if alpengeist is any good anymore that's still <laughs> still pretty good still still got snow theming hasn't melted yet excellent all right well if you like the... some other park we know they kept their yeti I think. <laughs> Do they have a Yeti there? I don't know. I think. I'll have to go back know. and check. All right. Well, if you love the show, you got to make sure to check us out on all of our social media channels. Real big on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. We're getting more active on. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but check us out. Solo.to slash Coaster Cuzzies. All your Coaster Cuzzies needs will be found at Solo.to slash Coaster Cuzzies. And uh, just like we said at the top of the show, we are hiring. We're looking for some talent to join the Coaster Cuzzies. We don't have any money, so we're not hiring for like a job. It's hiring for volunteers, which is kind of funny to say out loud. But hey, it is what it is. Talk about what you love. Talk about what you love. Got some applicants starting to funnel in. So if you're serious about joining us, want to help out maybe in social media or as a host, make sure you check us out. 
Um, you can also find that information at solo.to slash coastercuzzies or shoot me a DM on any social media channel. Be a good time. Or just show up at his apartment. Yeah, just knock on the door. Bring, bring me a coffee. Show the initiative. That's right. Excellent. Well, Chef Jeff, thanks for joining us. Thanks for showing us around Richmond, man. It was a great time. And um, Thanks for having me as always. Yeah. We'll see y'all next week. See you later. Stay flying, Erica. You know what to do.